Musings podcast for episode 292 with your host, Madeline Victoria Moon. I'm coming to you live from my bedroom in Brooklyn, New York. Ooh, I feel like hmm, it's been a while since I've done a solo episode, and um, behind the scenes, I've been recording all these episodes with, with men. I've got one with Dan Doty of Everyman coming up, John Wineland coming up, Will Sue, who is um, a psychedelics psychotherapist, which is incredible. And and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm craving a little, like, you know, me, a little me time. Like, well, let's just get on a podcast and, and, and me talk. So let's do that today. I've got so many different things I want to bring into this episode. So I'm planting my feet and I am deepening my breath to get prepared for a lot, for a lot of different stuff that might not be perfectly in boxes and black and white and all fit into the the title of this episode because that's okay. You're not here to get one thing and I have to remind myself of that. So let's start a little bit with an update of life. Like what's happening, y'all? Like it feels like, here's one thing I've noticed. Most people in the, in the coaching realm right now seem to, at least a week ago or two weeks ago, seems to be having a revolt against social media posting. <laughs> like our bodies are doing it. Do you relate? Like I'm saying it's like the coaching field because that's the people that I I follow the most on Instagram, but, or I receive feedback from, but maybe it's everyone. Are we all just like so over it? I've been really over the algorithms. Been really over it y'all because I have now been coaching and on Instagram and speaking my truth and writing posts for, I guess, the nine years and for a lot of this time I've played the game I've played the game of write really profound posts have really beautiful images or funny images boost the ranking of how many people see it get into the explore page put on the hashtags tag people save these when you know in certain Instagram files so people can see it later when or you can send it to them when you think of it and I'm just so tired same with stories like if you followed me for a while you know that I've gone through years where I share and teach so much every day like three lessons are on my Instagram stories and images and what I'm eating and this funny photo and like these days recently when I've been having thoughts, it's not even that my body is like, mm, we don't want to share it. It's like my body's like, no, you're not going to share it. There's no way you can pick up your phone. Like my energy storages for having a thought and then following through on sharing it, posting it and answering questions about it. It's like, mm, it's like bar none. It's like not there. I've realized the past day or so it's, it's, I've been feeling a little more inspired and so I'm going with it. I'm really just allowing 
when the inspiration comes to share, when it's not there, not share. And I have a fellow projector coach. If you do not know what that is, what that means, go listen to my podcast on human design and then go pull up your chart. I don't talk about this so much anymore, but I, I did go through a very big human design stent where that's all I wanted to talk about because it's really fascinating. But I have a human design projector friend like me. I'm a projector. And she's been feeling the same thing. And what she said is she just wanted to test not ever posting. Like she has an Instagram and she just wanted to test out. What if I don't post at all? No Instagram stories. No photos. Nothing. Uh, let's see what happens. And her business has been so successful. So successful. All of a sudden, she has all these people referring her, clients emailing her, abundant in success. And I just share all this because I want you to know there's more ways than one to do your business. And if you're not a generator in human design, you're not a manifester, a manifesting generator, and you're, you're a projector or a reflector or a manifester, maybe your way needs to be different. And you do less and you believe more. Believe that the universe, God, the divine, fucking loves you. I have a sticky note right now on my fridge that says, God is a woman and she wants to provide for me. Because that feels so good to feel like the, the feminine, the divine feminine is trying to provide for me. That very provide, that very fatherly word and giving it to a woman like someone like Mary Magdalene or someone like the jungle <laughs> or the moon believing that God is a woman and it's like girl power like I'm gonna bring you all the success that you you need slash want I'm gonna bring you all the money that you need slash want I have no cap like God has no cap God has no cap on the amount of money she can bring, wants to give. I'm reading The Artist's Way right now, and I've mentioned this book several times on my Instagram. I, every human needs to get it. does not matter if you consider yourself an artist or not. Every human needs to get it, okay? Go get it. I will include a link to that in the show notes for this. And in the book, um, she writes about, the author writes about how God has all of the money to give screenplay writers for their films, has all of the roles to give actors, has all of the time and solitude to give writers. Like it's an God has an abundant storage of money, time, energy, love, and is simply waiting to give it to the people who want it. Who want it. Not the people who say the the right around amount of mantras or have the right affirmations on their mirrors, not the people who've earned it. It's not looking for earning. She's looking for wanting and belief. So I just I share this as encouragement that if you're going through this period where maybe a transition is around the corner, maybe you're finding that you want to do things slightly different than the way everyone else is doing it in your business. You don't want to have affiliate links. You don't want to do courses or you don't want to do coaching or you just want to write books or you just want to do one-on-one -on -one, or maybe you only want to do courses and programs or maybe you only want to do affiliates. Like whatever it is, my encouragement to you is to test it. Give yourself 
a long period of time, like six months, to go full out of testing that theory. And if you need a side job to keep you afloat while you do that, there is no harm in that. Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert, she talks about this, about how she worked at a flea market while she was writing her books to support herself because she did not want her art to automatically have a, a very intense burden on its shoulders to make her money now, stat. That's a lot of pressure. And, and, and I'm discovering the acting world is teaching me so much. It's so similar to embodiment. Like, it's really the same thing. And acting is so similar to the feminine masculine. Not surprised I'm being drawn to this. But if you were to tell an actor, you have to play the part of sad in this moment. Just do it. You did not do it right last time. Do it this time. It's not going to happen. An actor needs freedom of expression and curiosity and if there's already an answer set in front of them that natural expression will not come to fruition there is an expectation there is a need the corset i say this all the time because i love this the, the the corset strings were pulled too tight the the air the breath was taken out of it but you loosen the corset corset strings you give more play more curiosity more self-exploration all of a sudden it can breathe. That book you want to write can come to be. That person you're curious in dating, if you take off the idea of how they're supposed to be or who you're supposed to end up with, that that all of a sudden there's more play and more fun. I'm in an interesting transitional space that I can't quite put my finger on. And that's my job right now. It's my only job is to allow and to explore and to know that there's no upper limit for me. There's no upper limit for you at all. The book, The Big Ma the um, sorry, The Big Leap has been such a lifesaver for me. If you have not read this book, I'm going to include a link to my Audible trial free book page. Yeah, if you have not ever received a free book on Audible, I have a link for you. It's audibletrial.com forward slash mindbodymusings. It gives you a free book. And that's the book. Like, without a doubt, that's the book you should be reading. Should, yes, I'm going to use the word should. Should be reading. It is life-changing. It is like medicine for the soul. And I've read a lot of personal development books. And I'm kind of over it, to be honest with you. I'm over a lot of things. I'm just like over it. I just want to be free and like have permission to to have a whole day talking about silly things rather than serious things and to just make love and to play and get lost in nothingness, like really truly live my practice and enjoy life and not take everything so seriously and not get caught up in social media and the digital aspect of the world, but actually be here for it, be here for the real world. Anyways, the Big Leap talks about this a lot, about how we automatically find all of these ways in our subconscious to upper limit ourselves, to have a limit, such as, oh my gosh, I just made a whole bunch of beautiful money with my coaching practice, but oh, can't, can't, can't make more, can't make more. Like your body might find a way to get sick or your dinner might turn into a dinner fight with your partner. Or just your brain will immediately start worrying. If you're not doing some conscious deconstructing, and I'm not going to say work, but con conscious deconstructing on that upper limit habit, 
because it's probably a habit of finding ways to sabotage bringing in more and more and more. I, I do this around money sometimes. I will make, I'll have a really great month and then either I want to spend it, like not on, you know, I've never been into debt. I'm not someone who overspends at all. In fact, I'm an underspender, like the classic definition of an underspender. But I might spend it on something that is just stupid. Like I don't really need, like I recently had my graphic designer like test out changing all the colors on my website and I didn't really like it but I was like yeah go ahead let's go ahead and make those pages all with those new colors and like I just needed to I just needed to get rid of money even though I did not want to change my website colors and I did something else like buying buying some some clothes that I really didn't love I just needed to sp- like my my upper limiting subconscious just needed to spend something got all this money wanted to quickly buy something and it it just is a way that I was truly upper limiting myself of blocking the flow that's what it is is blocking the flow saying oop just got a lot got to get rid of some oops just got a lot can't ask for more because of guilt or shame or you know if you make more money then maybe you're not you're somehow betraying the the place you came from if you came from an upbringing where money was not encouraged people with money were bad um or, or whatever, you know, the, the book unpacks a lot of different ways that the upper limiting happens. And that's why I really recommend just getting it, listening to it, give you a lot of profound moments of how you sabotage bringing in just as much abundance and joy as possible. And in your relationships and your love life, I see this a lot in love life of, of people feeling immediately guilty if they have feelings for another person when it's so incredibly normal, so normal. It's another practice in my life right now is how much love can I let in? I'm leaving this black and white perspective of must love one person and I'm just looking at how much love can I, can I allow in and how can I play with different types of love? I love this person different than I love this person. And like really acknowledging, as we did in my episode with Michael Bates, how different people inspire different types of love. And yes, even if you're married, even if you're married, even if you have this beautiful contract with another soul, you are still allowed to love. Like that's what you are. You are love. Literally, your soul is pure divine love. It's not always love and light, but it is love. So like sees like, you are going to see love elsewhere. Why block that flow? Because of societal expectations of your love only belonging to one person? Impossible, dare I say. And that's why people end up having affairs. is because just the pure aspect of love to another person doesn't feel allowed. So secrecy happens. And then sex has to happen in their body and their mind. I say that when you begin to love and you allow yourself to love, like you're married and you also love Joe over here. And you see the beautiful divine light within Joe. And it feels so good. And you have good connection. It makes it so much more clean when you're allowed to just love you don't automatically feel the need to sabotage it by having an affair you can just love you don't have to get sexually intimate with someone that's where the misconception is I think a lot of times people believe that if you love someone it also means you need to then have sex with them it does not mean that 
It means you can have a beautiful relationship with them and appreciate them and love them from the bottom of your heart and have boundaries. Doesn't mean your body needs to get physically involved. You can have the most beautiful intimacy with a person that is not your partner, where you feel their heart, you feel their soul, and it stays there and you appreciate it for what it is. That's a lot of the work that I've experienced in the intensives I do at John Wineland and Kendra Kunov's retreats of creating deep intimacy with a person I don't even know and loving them in that moment, like seeing by looking through their eyes, seeing their heart, feeling their heart and loving them for that. And then walking away, like we bow, we close the practice. We don't then get each other's numbers. It's done. And and that skill right there in that safe container is what's taught me how to begin loving people that I just meet on the subway or actually know in my life. And that's where I am right now. I It's really beautiful. It's one of the first times in my entire life I actually do not at all want a relationship. Truly. Like I do not want one. Because right now the most important relationship is the one I have with myself. And... My, my days, you know, my yoga that I do, the work that I do, my business, my clients, my, my, my screenplay writing, my acting, my auditions, my family, like it's so much. And, and that's, I want to put all those things first and then, and then also love, like loving, loving Joey, loving Matt, loving Brian, like just loving who I want to love and forming different relationships with different men and my girlfriends, like loving my girlfriends and spending time with them. And that's where my priority is. And it, it was helpful because one of my teachers had told me to do a choose no one man diet. So Kendra does something called the no man diet where she leads women through totally letting go of all men in their lives to really clean the container. It's a masculine cleanse. And we knew that wasn't what I needed, but what would be helpful for me is to have a six-month period of a choose a no-man diet. So not that I really wanted to choose one single man, but that helped make it solidified, like intentional. For the next six months, I am not choosing any single man. I can date whoever I want to date. I can be with as many men as I want to be with. I can explore, but I'm not choosing to settle down with one. And that was about six months ago. My... uh, container technically closes this month and it was so easy because <laughs> it's just naturally where I wanted to go but having that was very helpful like having that as an umbrella of always having the foundation because there was a time with my last partner who many of you followed along the journey with that I did feel like I wanted to put that label on but we never got to that place I knew that's not really where my heart was at and having that commitment really served And now I'm in the space over with that commitment and I'm totally down to continue because I am finding myself without the need, just without the need. And this is the place, this is the space that I know whenever the time is right to be with that one partner, it'll come from this space of not needing anything. This leads me into... A little note I want to share before I get into more of the meat of this podcast episode, even though I know I've been talking about so much other juicy yumminess. um, As we discussed in the past two episodes, it is time 
to sign up for B-School. For anyone who is interested in building a business and a life that you love, the doors to B-School are open. This is the online business school for modern entrepreneurs, anyone who wants to have a business online. This is the place to be, to have clarity, have the masculine guidance, have it all set out for you so you know the steps. I mean, really, it's as simple as that. Many of you have the feminine creativity already there. Like you have the yearning, the desire to create a a business about dating, about relationships, about Ayurveda, about holistic health, about sexuality or sensuality, about life, like life coaching, motivational, or maybe you want to build something a little more tangible, like an actual platform for freelance writers, or you want to build a Um, like a storefront or you want to create t-shirts or you're a graphic designer and you want to know how to get better clients or more clients to see your work and your art. B-School is what I did several years ago. Go listen to the episode I did two weeks back with Marie Forleo. It is all about B-School and the ins and outs. Today I'm just sharing that the, the, the cart is open if this feels like a place that you want to be exploring. It only opens once a year. Time and time again, I get people say, darn it, uh, I really want to sign up for B-School. When can I do it? And I let them know it's not until next year now. So this is the only time to sign up for 2020. And my encouragement to you is to imagine in a, in a year's time, will you have wished that you had done all this work? Because it takes time to build a business. I talk about this with Marie. It's, it's very important to know that it takes time. It's not like you do all this hard work, you press publish on your website, and then all of a sudden the floodgates open and everyone finds you. It's It happens in steps. You have your craft. You have your art. You have what you want to do. That's the feminine, like foundational. And then you need the masculine to put it into place, building the website writing some content, blog posts, creating the logo, getting the Instagram up, starting to create a a business plan. Like, how do I want to make my money? Do I want to make it through affiliates on my podcast? Or do I want to make it through a really awesome course about body image I want to make? Or do I want to make it through one-on-one coaching? Which I think is um, the most rewarding way to do it for me personally at this stage of my life. And then you've got this structure already laid out for you. Whew, takes off so much pressure having that there for you so you don't have to do all that research. And then the other aspect of B-School that's so helpful is the community. You have this beautiful space and place to drop in with like a thousand or more people around the world who are doing this as well. Much more than a thousand because a lot of people have been waiting for B-School and share like hey this is my job do you want to come on my podcast or do you want to swap ideas do you want to have a a a zoom call to get to know each other like you are given automatically you are you have this community installed for you and then on my team the maddie moon b school team you'll have a smaller group i'll probably make a facebook group for you to connect ask each other questions but besides that you also get the feminine spirit school which is my signature course on the feminine and masculine. So you get to do business work and you also get to do your feminine and masculine practices. I won't be giving access to this until 
probably midway or towards the end of B-School. I'm not going to let you have too much all at once because then you'll get overwhelmed. So towards the end, you'll get access to that. You'll also have access to um, the live calls that I did this year. I'm not going to do new live calls, but you'll have the access to the live calls that I did with this recent group of the Feminine Spirit School, which were amazing. I taught this sacred sensual practice that you cannot find anywhere else. Um, and we have another call coming up, so I don't know what will be explored in that call, but you're going to receive access to that. You have eight weeks of deep diving, seven modules, worksheets, assignments on the feminine and masculine and inner child and ancestral healing and sensuality, sexuality, shadow work, which is the most fun aspect of me of all this work is shadow work. And then your community, of course. So you're basically going to have three communities. And I don't say this to make you overwhelmed of like having the big B-School community for signing up with B-School, having the mini B-School community with me, then the feminine spirit school community. Think of it just as more available to you and no obligations, right? Too often we think we need to be doing all the things. No, you don't. It's just the universe giving you as much support as possible. And then you can pick and choose where that support is helpful in your life. So signing up using my affiliate link, you get the Feminine Spirit School and you also get three audios, three audio lessons on building your own podcast, how to attract your dream clients and hosting your dream event. That is a $2,000 value all free when you sign up for B-School on my link, which is mattymoon.com forward slash join dash B-School. And I will have that link on the show notes to this episode the cart to B-School closes February 28th, 2020. That is coming up, February 28th. I would highly recommend that if you have any questions, go ahead and start emailing the B-School team to find out. But if you want my bonuses, you must sign up using my link. Otherwise, you're going to probably sign up either on no affiliate team or someone else's and get different bonuses. So if this is the bonus that you want, come on down, join the Maddie Moon B-School team. I would love to have you. Today, I want to talk about some stuff that was inspired by a recent coaching call I did. Um, I've been working with this one woman over a year. She came to my last retreat, which is which was the feminine spirit, uh, <laughs> I'm so used to saying that, the feminine surrender in Colorado. And since then, She's done B-School and she's building a beautiful business doing crystal bowls um, and I've just been really impressed and blown away with this woman's determination but also feminine flow with all of it, like wanting to build this business but also allowing the business to come to her and not rushing anything. Like she's really taken all the steps, meeting the universe halfway and it's unfolded in front of her beautifully. We had a conversation, we had a coaching call that evolved, involved a lot of relational aspects and talking about um, her partnership and her husband and and this, this podcast is not about her, but some things that were inspired in that call that I want to share with you. So I want to share with you five profound tools for when you're fighting or there's a miscommunication going on. Um, things that I've experienced in my own life and, and one that was shared by her that I thought was just really great. So I'm going to give credit to her there. I'll start with the ones that the tools that I have come to rely on in my day-to-day life. It's not even just fighting. It's just little things that have 
really made a big difference and made people feel seen, made me feel seen. Communication skills, like honestly, you just, you got to have them. You got to have them. There's going to be moments where your heart is pounding and racing and you feel triggered and immediately just dropping into, woo, how is this a mirror? What is this feeling showing me? What can I learn from this moment? Before even responding to anyone, the moment you feel that trigger, just like slowing down. Maybe you got an email or you got a text and something came up for you around it. This isn't even a part of the five things I want to share, but wait 24 hours. Wait. Or just wait 24 minutes. Just wait before you respond. Wait. Breathe. Without judgment, this is the first first one out of the five. Without judgment, do this very simple check-in. A physical check-in and an emotional check-in. I'm sharing this from Dan Doty, who's coming on the podcast soon. He has a podcast called Every Man. It's wonderful. Um, And as a way, as a tool to help men just start to identify what they're feeling because their nervous systems are so thick and so dense because little boys since childhood are taught not to feel. You know, they have to go a very far distance to finally touch a feeling. Lots of them. So he has them do something called the physical and emotional check-in where I'll do it, I'll do it right now. And I'm coming on his podcast soon, so you can even hear me do it on the air with him. But if I was to do it right now, I would say, mm, physically, I feel the bottoms of my feet on the floor. I feel my, my hands are kind of uh, clammy. My, my face is holding some tension. I can feel it in my cheekbones actually I kind of want to (laughs) burp I don't know why Um, my belly feels a little bit extended maybe I'm bloaty Um, my eyes are tired today yeah they feel a little bit tired staring at the computer screen all week it is a Friday it's a lot of computer staring my spine feels up straight been doing some rolfing so a lot of the alignment in my body is getting squared out, and I could feel that. I can really feel my spine s- straight today, which is great. So that is the physical aspect of the check-in. And now emotionally, we drop into our feelings. What do we feel emotionally? I feel, I feel excited because I'm recording this solo episode, and I feel really grounded. Like sometimes when I record solo episodes, I feel like. I got to cram it all in so I talk fast and I don't feel that way this morning, which makes me happy. I feel very grounded. I feel light. Um, emotionally, I feel a little a little anxious. I just <clears throat> paused this episode recording it. You wouldn't know it because I'm such a good editor. <laughs> and I looked at my phone and I have like three people being like, what time do you want to do blah? What time do you want to do blah, blah? What time? That makes me feel anxious because I don't want to. I don't want to talk about times. I'm so tired of scheduling, which then leads to the anxiety because I gotta get back to people. Blah blah blah. Okay, so that's the that's the um, emotional aspect. So this is a great practice to do if you notice yourself fighting with either yourself, feeling triggered, and also with your partner before you allow yourself to go into the rabbit hole doing this immediately 
And I'm going to give the assignment to you, my beloved listener. Don't wait for someone else to lead you through this. You take, you take ownership. When you and your partner start fighting, you say, hey, let's, uh, let us stop and do an emotional and physical check-in. This will create empathy. This will create understanding of your own self. And this will get you embodied, especially the physical aspect of feeling what's happening with your physical body, actual body. Get in it. Fighting disembodied is what leads to explosions, passive aggressiveness, resentment, just fear because you're not in your body. So pausing and doing this check-in, that's going to be the first tip I give you. And also this happens just by yourself when you read an email that bothers you or your boss says something. Do that. You're just scanning without judgment. There's no story you you want to create with it like oh my I'm feeling anxious so that must mean I shouldn't be with this person no I just I feel anxiety you know oh, I, it comes from this place and that's it so that kind of check-in second thing I can offer you is when someone shares something with you um, in a fight or just an observation begin to ask yourself as soon as possible where is this true where is this true? This puts you in a land of egolessness. Making up that word. The ego is going to say, where is all this false? Where is this not true? Where, where, where? Proof, proof, proof. Proof that I'm not the person they're saying I, I am. Proof that I didn't cause angst in their body. Proof that I'm amazing. Like The ego wants proof of why anything that puts you on the defense is not true. And by asking, where is this true? You're immediately dissolving your ego's stance and you're humbling yourself. So if someone says to me, um, I mean, anything like, sometimes I feel Madeline, like you need me to make you feel special. I've had this feedback before and my, Ego wanted to say, where is all the proof that's not true? I would never do that with her. She's just a friend. She's not even a guy. Maybe with men, but not with her. I would never do that. Um, she's the one that needs more. She, 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 she. Ego. And my now trained response to the best of my ability is, where is this true? Where do I often want others to make me feel special. Oh yeah, well there's that. There is that. Even finding one reason is a great starting point. Just finding and asking and being curious, not that it makes you wrong because you have reasons. You're rightly so to do what you do. Most people have reasons for what they do. But we don't want to go there yet. We just want to ask without judgment, where might this be true? That's the second one. The third one, when communicating is when you're sharing with, with people your own feelings, like this is on the other end, but when you're sharing with people your own feelings is I'm making up a story that and sharing it that way. And you have to do this connected to your heart, cannot be passive aggressive. Um, it needs to be really connected to your heart. When I say connected to your heart, I mean you're open to love. You're not closed, withdrawing, scared, hiding your light, turning your back, punishing them. It's more like, you know, I want to I wanna be closer to you. I want to let more love in. And I noticed that I, I'm making up a story right now that you, you don't care about our relationship because you didn't get back to my text messages. I'm making up a story that 
um, you have better things to do and, and I'm not a priority. I'm, I, I'm making up a story of that. Some people, I will say this, do not quite understand this verbiage. That might even be you right now. Maybe you're like, I've never heard of phrasing something like that. And some other people might not understand this verbiage. I had an instance the other day where someone basically had to change slash cancel our plans last minute. And I was hurt by that. And instead of saying, you did this, how dare you not tell me? I told them, um, like, ouch. And I'm making up a story that I wasn't important enough to be told that we need to change our plans until last minute. And even then, that's not what the receiver had, you know, heard. We are responsible for what we say, not what people hear. So even the way, even with writing, I'm making up a story that they didn't read it that way. They still read it as it as if it was you, you made me feel not important, which is not what I wrote. But, you know, that, that makes sense that someone would still read it that way because a lot of the world is saying things that way. Most of the time, people are not taking full ownership. So even with saying that and them still kind of staying on the defense, we had a little communication back and forth where they were like, well, I'm, I'm apologizing for this. And I said, I know, I, I hear you. And I still get, I still get to share my own feelings just because you're apologizing doesn't mean I don't get to share my feelings too. I want to be heard for my own health because that's really what it comes down to. Now, even if someone apologizes, I still want to share my own truth and what's happening in my body, non-judgment towards them, like just simply owning my own feelings because it's healthy for me. It's healthy. It's healthy for me to be open, like, you know, translucent in a sense, just available and, and, and not hiding the way I feel because later that leads to resentment. And so I still needed to explain that a little bit with, with that communication of them automatically going on the defense still and me saying, I know, I hear you. And I'm, I'm grateful you said sorry. And I'm still sharing my truth. And that's also why I shared, I'm making up a story that is because I know it's happening in my own body. And he goes, oh, okay. Right. So it might not be perfect. This might be something you have to start saying and then and then explaining afterwards. But it's a great tool because it leads to ownership. You are making up the story. We often we are often making up stories in our head. I'm not worthy. I'm not successful enough. I'm going to be a failure at this job because I had one tiny little failure. I, I, I these stories. If anything, it's helpful for you to start noticing how many times you go to a story. The next thing I will share, ooh, I love this one. It's so yummy. When someone is unloading on you um, or just sharing a bad day, like I'm having a bad day. God, um, my client was a no-show and I'm just really doubting myself in this venture. What if your immediate response was not, oh, me too, I'm having such a bad day and like putting the attention back on you, but tell me more. Tell me more. What else? What else? What else? Both of those. Tell me more and what else? This is nourishment. Oh my gosh. When someone, when I just start to kind of share, when I start to open up with someone what I'm feeling and they automatically say, what else? Which is rare, by the way. It's rare for a person to be that open that they're not looking to put the attention back on them and they just say, what else? Oh, so beautiful. And then it gives you permission. You don't feel like 
I don't feel, I'll say me, I don't feel like a burden for sharing because they're making it an invitation. And, and then I get everything out. What else? What else? Tell me more. Tell me more. That's all I want to share about that one. There's not much to it. Um, I would not just offer you that you try that this week. Try that. I'm sure you will have an opportunity for someone that wants to share with you. And you can just say, what else? Tell me more. And this last one is coming directly from my client that I worked with. Um, and and I, so I haven't done this before, but it makes a lot of sense to me. She is working on giving attention to a certain person in her life that f- who feels like they're not receiving attention. And so to start very simple with someone in your life, maybe you have a son who is acting out a lot and is desiring attention very obviously. What she is doing because of her therapist is, is starting to share with this person in her life, I noticed that you blah, blah, blah. And it's completely without any judgment, no story, and it's not good or bad. There's no, no reason for saying it, you know, insinuating that it's a good or bad thing, but rather just saying, I noticed that you did the laundry. I noticed that you opened the door. You left the door open. I noticed that you hung your posters. And just giving someone in your life recognition that you, you're noticing them. And this could, this could work with a partner, with a loved one. Anyone who I believe attaches a lot to the stories around not being seen or recognized, projectors out there, starting to tell those loved ones, I noticed, I noticed that, blah, blah, blah. And it can lead into a recognition. For sure, I noticed that you published your first blog post. You can wait and and hear what they have to say about it. That might be nice to give them the first say about how they feel. And then you can add, that's beautiful, right? But just saying, I noticed that you, good, bad, doesn't matter, big or small, it just reveals to someone in your life that you see them, they're being noticed. Because how many times do we feel like we're not being noticed? Often, often. Very last thing I will say about all of this. Codependency. Because this is an episode on fighting and miscommunication, a lot of times it goes back, it all funnels into wanting someone to do something, right? Underneath any complaint is a desire. So if you have a complaint with your partner, on your own, ask yourself, what is my complaint? Well, I I want them to spend more time with me. They don't spend enough time with me. That would be the complaint. They don't spend enough time. They're always choosing everyone before me. So what is the desire underneath that? I want their attention. I want to feel worthy of their time. I want to spend time with them. And then going even deeper, what is the desire underneath that? I want to feel worthy of love. I want to feel worthy of their time. I want to feel worthy. That's the best place to come from is first rooting in that anchor of what your true desire is not the complaint you will have better results and for your own awareness I want you to see that a lot of the times when we have a complaint with someone or we need them to do something it's because we don't want to feel the feeling we have when they don't I want you to text me more I want you to text me more do this thing 
so that I don't feel what comes up when you don't do it. Text me more. So I don't feel that icky feeling of people not texting me and feeling worthless. So do it. Touch me this way. Touch me slower. Because I don't want to feel that icky feeling I feel whenever someone else is rushing me. So do it this way. Don't say those words because I don't want to feel what comes up when I hear those words. You know, none of this is good or bad either. I'm not saying that you're not justified in feeling that way. I'm really just pointing out something here. That we often want people to do things so that we don't feel the feeling that comes up when they don't. And in many ways, that is codependency. It's the lack of being able to be with our own feelings. So sit with the, the desire underneath the complaint when you approach a partner. And also, the second piece is acknowledge the feeling you're trying to have them cover up. That kind of goes back into that thing I said of where is this true? Where is this true? Like, where is it true that you need them to do something in order to not feel something? Maybe you need them to spend more time with you because you don't want to feel the feeling of aloneness. Because being alone brings up too much for you. Maybe you need to have more sex with them. Quote, you need to have more sex with them because you don't want to feel the feeling of not having sex, not feeling sexually wanted. This can go on in infinite ways of what we need people to do so that we don't feel X, Y, Z. The feeling is the medicine, not them doing it. If they're only doing it and you're getting them to do it so that it's covering up a feeling, it is a Band-Aid. If, on the other hand, you are fully capable of feeling that feeling and being in that emotion and processing it in your own feminine while your own masculine holds it, then anytime they're giving it to you, it's free. It's not codependent. It's an addition to your life. It's yummy. It's clean. It's just a clean energy exchange. Everyone has their own agency and sovereignty. That's all I'll share for this episode today. I know I just gave you a lot. It was a lot. I hope you um, you gain something from this and these are tools you can implement into your life. Remember, if you want to sign up for B-School and therefore sign up for Feminine Spirit School, absolutely free and included, go to maddiemoon.com forward slash join dash B-School. B-School is all one word. And also to note, I didn't mention this, that they have a less than 1.84% return rate, like 1.84, 1.84% is their return rate, which is incredible. I've never heard of another program like this. That said, they do have a guarantee, a money back guarantee. So you can sign up. And if you realize that it's not for you, you can also email them afterwards and get out of it. Like, so I, there's a certain amount of days. I don't know how many days it is, but there is a return policy. So know that which is pretty awesome. That's how confident they are in their program. That's how confident I am. And if you want to get the book I mentioned earlier, The Big Leap that I'm raving about right now, and you want to get it for free, go to audibletrial.com forward slash mindbodymusings. And just the last note, I've got a retreat coming up June 5th to 7th. If you want to come to the Embodied Archetype, go apply on that page and I'll send you a PDF with more information. That's all I'll share today. Love you. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for coming to my podcast and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.